Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wrestlers with Experience. Um, on today's episode, before I introduce our, our uh, introduce introduce us, we are going to be talking about the top ten greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Yes, not women's champions, not women in WWE. The top ten greatest women to ever have done it, and the business of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I am Dietrich Davis, and to the left of me is Mark. Mar- 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 I about to say his wrestling name, Mark Knight, but as we know him as Mark Knight, we also call him Mark Morell. I always say as Mark Morell mm-hmm. is his hidden name, but he really is Mark Knight. What's going on, people? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestlers with Experience. We got something for y'all, so let's do it. Yeah, so as we always do, this is the Women's Week in uh, Professional Wrestling. We're sub- celebrating it because of the upcoming, well, this Sunday will be the pay-per-view event of the year. Right. Um... Not pay per view event. It could have been the pay per view. Yeah, event, it could have been, but, but you it's know, falling apart by piece by piece as oh, yeah. every hour gets closer to the event. Absolutely. But however, we're going to focus on, like we said, on this particular um, list, the top ten greatest, greatest to have ever done it. Now, before we get this started, we just ate some good food. Yes, sir. Right. We're not promoting the place unless they cut us a check. Yep. Uh, if the liquor liquor sponsor liquor, we may have a liquor sponsor if they listen. Hmm. We did taste your shit. We enjoyed it, but we will not promote until you meet our demands, and that is just yeah. simply money. Mm-hmm. But we love your drink. We enjoyed it. Left the palates pretty well. <laughs> That's pretty much all I can say about it. Pretty much, yeah. But um, I don't know. You know, this list put me through a series of emotions as I was putting it together. And I don't mean emotion like emotional, but it made me have to sit back off the top of my head and really start thinking through Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. And we do our list different because most shows combine and put the list together. Me and you do two separate top 10 lists. Right. Because it's based off of our opinions and personal views. So, first thing I want to ask, what are you basing your criteria on when you're judging the top 10 greatest women? Because these are the bitches that we're saying that uh, they never had to get on their kneecaps to keep a division going. Not saying that ever happened. I'm just being a shitty person. Well, I look at it like this basically, it's presence. Mm hmm. Uh, who they're with, right? And their whole function of being ringside. Well, you mean not ringside, being in the ring? Because these are the top being, greatest yeah, wrestlers. Well, being in the ring, being ringside, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, that their presence is worth um, the price of admission. Were they yeah, a draw? You know, were they a draw? Were they able to keep viewers up while they were um, on television? Or did someone go get popcorn on them? Right. Because tomorrow we're going to do top 10 worst women's wrestlers of all fucking time. And that, risk, that that list is not for the weak at heart. It sure is, Helene. And we're going to go in on some, on some shit there. Yeah, yeah. There's so, a couple. I saw you, a little bit of your list. I said there's a couple of personals in there for him. But I understand the logic behind some of the done, people right? on that particular list. So as we always do, we always start off with Mark Morell first. Right. He's going to get into his list. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy, Mark. But you know, but even before we touch this with the whole women's movement thing, it's funny how with, on another episode we're going to be talking about too little, too late, right? And it's amazing how you look at all these women that was in the business of professional wrestling, and some of them were there at the same time. Mm-hmm. But the WWE never took the time, or many companies, even though women's movement has been around before yep. the WWE, 
a lot of companies never really took the time to really zero in and focus on the women because they could have been had a strong women's division in the 90s. Yes, they could have. And all over the world, you had they wasn't women's divisions, but you had women who was putting in fucking work Word. who can get what they get done. Like you found a name in there that was cla- that's crazy and should be um, recognized in general when we talk about the 80s and 90s of professional wrestling and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But this one, I was the one I found for you, this one was, uh, she was from like the 60s, bro. Right, and, 60s and, and 70s. you got to honor it because even if it's just, if there's only f- five women and six women in the 60s and 70s, those six women still at least held the category. Like, mm-hmm. they're not the midget wrestlings, you yeah. know? And I'm not, I'm not saying it politically incorrect, but they don't say little people wrestling. They're not midget wrestling these women all over the world has hold down, held down forts. Right. And, and, and Japanese, the Japan market and the Asian market has always recognized mm-hmm. women in professional wrestling and sometimes even let them main event. Exactly. And I mean, it's like... And this the, is the 90s. Yeah. Now, we're talking attractions. You know, this business is always... Always have been, always will be about attractions. So there was always something for everybody. And in the most cases with women's wrestling... Um, the women matches, those attractions were at more times more over than the men. And I, yeah, at certain moments, yeah, at at certain certain moments. And and I think so because there was less of a focus on it when they did show out. Yeah. It really got your appreciation Mm -hmm. and you, and you made you go, okay, these girls can go. They stole the fucking show, man. Yeah. Um, so let's get it started. All right. Mark. Should I I start from top to bottom or bottom to top? You know how we do it. We always do. Number 10 to number one. 10 being the least of your greatest, but one being the supreme greatest. So okay. let's start from number 10. All right, number 10, it's um, Natalia Nyhart. What made you pick her at number 10? Because she's definitely a great talent, great yeah. technician, she, great machine worker. She's just basically in my top 10. She really is. She's um, one of the first women carpenters, I would say, of this generation. Right. I've been, a, I've been following Natty before she even signed her deal with the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, following some of her work in Japan mm-hmm. uh, with some of the great matches with um, Awesome Kong and so forth. Trained with her husband her whole life. Tra- trained with Tyson Kidd. She's a prodigy uh, of, I guess that's the word. She, well, she's the daughter of Jim the Anvil Nyhart, the niece of Owen Brett and the British Bulldog. Um, she and the whole Hart family the, dungeon. Right, the whole Hart family j- dungeon and so forth. And she is... Granddaughter of Stu Hart. Granddaughter of Stu Hart. She is a third generation female wrestler mm-hmm. um she's just like really impressive to me wait is he your third generation she, she would be second because her father is right jim so he was a first gen or a second gen um she would be no she's um brett i mean jim would be first generation so she's second generation. second generation but because she's from Stu hart's lineage she's third generation now you know no one's giving her that credit nigga you know she's second generation well i'm i'm just saying you yeah. know i'm I'm, I'm taking it there. They don't like now, it. Now, if Brett's son wrestled, that's third that's generation. That's third generation, right. That's a true ger- third generation. You Tyson know, Kidd, he, he, did he have parents in wrestling, or he's the first? Tyson is the first. Hmm, okay. So who do you... So I respect Natty Nyhart at number 10 because, to me, she's just a great worker, great technician. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell she emotionally and mentally understands the business. I think she just never got the opportunities she right. deserved. And when she did get it, she was always a little bit dry. And I think because maybe she wasn't sure with herself. Exactly. Or where her placement in the card was going to be mm-hmm. and so forth. So, But 
which was seen on Total Divas, though half the show may be a work. Still, you could tell that she's a very emotional human being mm-hmm. and she's always worried about where she belongs. But she is the undertaker of females in the WWE. Absolutely. She should be running yeah. that fucking locker room. Well, I mean, she's 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 so, definitely it. Definitely. You can she's the leader as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And she'll have another title reign sooner or later because she's officially a two times woman champion, one time divas. Two times women's two to I think one time divas, yes. Yeah, because she had the women yeah, she did she have the women's title? Yes. One with Natalia. No, she had the Divas Championship. Divas Championship. I think she may have had the women's title. I'm not too sure. Yes, she did. You want to know why? Because she took it off of Naomi. She, yeah, she took the women's title off of Naomi, yes. Right. And you the know. Divas, so she's a two-time champion, right. respectfully. So. Mm-hmm. so, And when she got the title, I kind of respected it. I never was a fan of her ring gear. I like her original ring gear. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's how she feels. You got to wrestle how you feel comfortable. Exactly. And plus, she's keeping it in the theme of uh, the Hart family um, yes. logo, which is pink and black, so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a good look. You know, I'm a huge fan of the Hearts. I've always have been. There's, yeah. no, there's no denying that. Anyone that knows me, one of the greatest wrestling families to ever do it. Though all of them didn't seek, get, not seek, not all of them accomplished fame. Still, one of the greatest wrestling right. dynasty and families in the business today. Whether they have men or women in there, right? Um, except for one that love cats. Anyway, so who's your number nine? My number nine would be uh, Sunny. Now, uh, I've never seen Sonny wrestle. Nope, she didn't have to wrestle, but here's the catch. Um, during that time when the uh, women's division or the, you know, was starting. Well, she didn't even have a women's division. Well, there was so no crazy. women's division. She she was basically the main event in the draw, the Shawn Michaels, if you will, of the women's division. Wow. But you are saying this with no wrestling matches with being no credited wrestling matches her. whatsoever. That, you know, right? that's an arguable that's but, arguable right but there. But here, here, here's where it comes down to, right? Uh, when she first got into the wrestling business, if you guys know her history, she started out in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with her boyfriend, Chris Candido, but she was always a lifelong fan of professional wrestling. Was she wrestling. the boyfriend of Chris Candido? She, she, she heard... was the girlfriend of Chris Candido. Right. And, I'm, and I know I'm going to be foul, what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it's going to be really foul, but... um. I think she was everybody's girlfriend. Um, that's, that I mean, how many times saying. did Brett see Sunny Days? And how many times did Sean? Get- and how many times did Sean has some really nights? Right. Allegedly, he had, but he has he had he has Sunny might he has Sunny nights and Brett, Brett has, has Sunny, sunny days. days. Allegedly, as as, as why is no young were. dude in the business saying, "Yo, I remember when you was having the greatest Sunny days of your life." Just to say to Sean, "Where was your Bible then?" You know. That's what I would say. Ain't nobody asshole enough to do it, and they I, should. <laughs> you lucky, I, they lucky I'm not in this company because I would be in trouble all the time here. Uh, like, I, I don't I mean I make fun of. Them. I would be labeled as a bad actor in this right. market. So let's go. Let's get to it. She, like I said, she was a fan of professional wrestling. Growing up as a kid in Jersey, um, she met Chris Candido. He was a lifelong wrestling fan. Also, his uncle Popeye Doyle, uh, I believe that's what his name is, mm-hmm. uh, is was a wrestler, a journeyman wrestler as well. She got into the she got into the business due to Chris, and um, became a favorite of Jim Cornette. Um, well, she, cause, probably because he wanted to fuck her. This is Jim Cornette. But, That's a good old Southern girl. Well, yeah, Southern New York girl. You know, if you want to call it that. But well, in his eyes, you know that blonde hair, blue eye. You know, I just I, I have to disagree with that. I respect why you put her on the list, but this bitch never wrestled. No, she never wrestled. But and I'll she say, she shouldn't be on this list. But I'll let you have it. But I'm just saying like this, right? She went on to manage. Uh, her boyfriend slash fiance. I thought you were gonna say coke habit. 
I'm just saying, niggas. I don't think she could have managed that. She ain't managed that too. Damn yeah, look good. what it did to her. But keep going, keep oh, going. So she went on to manage uh, Chris Candido. You mean her weight? That too. Um, okay, okay. She managed Chris to the tag team titles in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, him, and him and Tom Pritchard, the Body Donnas, managed them to the tag belts. Then she ditched them, went to the Smoking Guns. Um, went to the, I think, the Smoking Guns. Then the Godwins managed them to the tag belts. Then she managed the LOD. Then of course she was LOD also, two thousand LOD right, two thousand. Right. Then she was an announce. She she did the announcing and play by play and all sorts of stuff. She was the most, as they say, prior to Rena Mero, she was the most downloaded, most sought after. Now, now here's the um, thing: personality on the net. It's funny you bring up Rena Mero because her and Sable start at the same time, but Sable gets in the ring and she doesn't. Right. When Sunny should have really gotten the ring. Like I said, I don't agree with this one, but I know why you put her on there, as you just explained. I'm going to honor it, but this bitch ain't never wrestled a day in her life. Did she ever take a bump? Uh, yes, she has. ECW. Yes, yeah, ECW and it, was a different... That's when she was back with Chris Candido there right. in 96, and then she came back without him. And, and then she went to WCW and managed back to mayor and, and so forth, yeah. and she was with him when he, uh, he went to uh, NWA TNA Impact mm -hmm. all the way up until his death. So, you know, um, that's been a tough call for her regarding Chris's death. But um, she'll be all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she has been. I mean, outside of everything else that she's done, felt porn and all this over the whatnot or whatever. But that goes without saying. That porn was trash too. So who's your number eight? Number eight will be Amy Dumas, Lita. Okay. You know. Now was she on your worst wrestlers? No, you had on your greatest champions list. I think she was on my greatest champions list. All right. So why'd you put champion. Lita there at number eight? Well, because uh, athletic ability alone, mm -hmm. she drew heat. Uh, she had held numerous titles and she's managed numerous champions. Well, in particular, she managed all her boyfriends to titles. Or her boyfriends got the titles and they happened to bring her along. That too. Because she wasn't a promo woman. She never was a great promo no, ever. No, she, she really wasn't. Of. But if you look at the first champion she managed, it was, uh, what's my man, Aguilar? Did she she she, she, she debuted in WWE with S.A. Rios, right? S.A. Rios, right. She surpassed him really right. fast in the company. She, she managed him to the tag to the no, I'm sorry, the tag, the junior heavyweight, the light heavyweight title. She managed. You him mean to the that. cruise? They, they had light. The yeah. cruiserweight was WCW. Yeah. WWE was, was the light heavyweight. Light heavyweight, right? She managed him to the title. Then she managed the Hardys to the numerous tag team titles. Now, when you say managed, because she never cut a promo, it seemed like they she was never their manager. She assisted them. To right. the ring, she but was never labeled as a manager. manager she was never Valley really ever or, was a manager, or third or whatever. I, I just, she was just a part of Team Extreme. So, mm. um, I, I will always look at her as a manager, you know, on that particular portion. But when she started to branch out on her own, winning new, uh, four women's titles, mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, working Trish Stratus's last match to retirement, mm -hmm. that was a big deal, and uh, her managing Edge to his first two. See, that WWE one eats me titles. a lot because Edge did that on his own. Yeah, but she was there with him along the ride. She definitely did that on her own. And, and I don't see her being labeled as a manager. I get what you, I get it. I just have to look at that I, I guess and go. It's the, I guess it's the language. You know what I mean? For yeah, because this the, bitch, she ain't man a manager. Now, if you said Sherry, that was a manager. Well, she's up there on the list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a fucking manager. Right. That's a, That bitch cut a promo. Mm -hmm. Sonny is a great manager. Cut a promo. Right. Lita, I, I can't even think of two promos she cut other than I'll meet you or yeah. don't hit my boyfriend and then get hit, beat by Steve Austin. Or, yeah. <laughs> Which is or, a great moment or in had television the baby history. Kicked by Gene Snitsky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so who do you got down as number seven? Number seven is Ivory. 
All right, Ivory is definitely one of the, one yeah. of the greatest women champions and women's wrestlers on both scales. Transitioning from Glow all the way to the WWE, she um, really did it the hard she, way. She did, man. She she paid her dues by you know winning and wrestling for the tiara of mm-hmm. Glow to actually winning a championship belt. That meant a lot, and I was actually excited to see her from Glow. And that the WWE acknowledged that she was a she was a former star and didn't hurt them. This shit was out of no, business. It, it sure as hell didn't. And <laughs> didn't even, hurt them. And even when women of wrestling, when David McLean brought back um, his modified version of Glow again, um, they kind of still acknowledged the past to those things. But mm-hmm. it really and, and it actually really helped when you, Ivory was on her her apex up in the company. You know, it's funny, and they didn't mention it a lot, but they did honor it and mention it every so often. It's funny how. Um, Ivory, I think because she came from a what was considered not real wrestling show to the big boy show, yeah. that she, I think she earned it, but she actually knew it. And if you know the story of Glow, those women learned the business. The hard way. Yeah, they, they learned it backwards. So mm-hmm. when they finally got balance, it's funny how out of all of those women, it's always out of a group of people, one takes to it the best. Yes. And they run with it. So. I can't argue with the ivory thing. She is deaf, and she can cut a promo. Yes, she was a very sassy looking woman. You can mm-hmm. tell she's out of control in many other scales, but she she definitely is a sassy, and she was a presence every time she came to the ring. She went from a strong baby face as a uh, Tina Power to a Tina monster Ferrari, hill at to WrestleMania. To a monster hill, as, and um, as as a part of the uh, right to censor. Mm-hmm. You know, she she did she did very well in her career. Hall of Famer dropped the belt to China, if I'm correct. Yes, she dropped China's the women's first... championship to China. To right. China, so right. she did that to China. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, she definitely did that. I believe at WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. Was it 17 or 18? Uh, I believe no, it wasn't 18. It was 17. Yeah. Right. That's the Okay, yeah. It was 17. Mm-hmm. So who do you got down as number six? Uh, Jacqueline. Can't argue with that one there. I've said, you know, you heard the episode before. We'll say it. I'll say it again. You know, first ever women's champion, the black, as an African-American, uh, winning the WWE women's title. She's uh, a woman. And I, like we said on the last podcast, Never got the opportunity to be a, in, a, in a group of women like the WWE has right now because I right. think we would have seen we never got to see Jacqueline's prime push to that limit. Exactly, and she would have exposed a lot of females on that fucking right. roster. At the time, I think the really the only person that really could have kept up with her toe to toe would have been Luna Vachon. That's just my opinion. But then mm-hmm. Ivory steps in. She did her thing with her, and then they did some. They 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 drew some money. Right, and I think her and Jazz also did some things together as well too. And so, she kept Sable afloat. Yes, she made that she, belt played yeah. hot potato, but there was only two women running around as champion in that yeah, note. So absolutely, you, you gotta absolutely. love and respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, at number five, you're coming in with okay, number five, Tristratus. Yeah, that that speaks for itself. Yeah, so we don't. I'm have glad to talk that about you it. you didn't have her at number one, and I'm glad that you didn't put her at number ten. She's right smack dab in the middle where she belongs. Mm-hmm. She's not forgotten about, but she did. Um, she transitioned from being the to nothing to something, right? And she she could have easily slipped through the cracks. She sure could have, but you know what? Hard work paid off. Persevered. Thanks to Dave um, Fenley, uh, training hard work or well. getting hard work, uh, putting in that work. Okay, she put that work in. I don't know. I don't know what she did behind behind the scenes in WWE on the road. I don't know either, but I would assume. With Vince old days coming off the back end of the 80s Coke into 2000. Who the hell knows what he probably would have done. I'm sure he has. Trish, let me not do that. You know, but it goes without (laughs) uh, reenactment, but we're not there for that reenactment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyhow, um, so yeah, I think Trish is perfect. I think she's definitely one of the greatest. I'm not a big fan of hers, but I will never take away, or I'm not a fan of none of these people. Of anybody, I'm a supporter. I'm not a big supporter of hers, but you didn't question when she was in the ring. Right. And she kind of exposed a few females, too, mm-hmm. as she got better. And she gets, she got better as she got older and as she's fine-tuning her craft mm-hmm. without failure. Right. So number four, I'm, let me say this. You have put a couple people down, but I want you to narrow it down to one. Um, who's that number four? Okay. First, I'm going to say the name of the group that was Team Madness, mm-hmm. right, which comprised of two wrestlers and one face. You know what I mean? But my person that I'm going to select is not the obvious, but the one that you would least expect, and that would be Molly Holly. Ch- two-time champion? Two-time what, WWE is he two- Women's Champion. Shit up, cause I, I know um, she was a... She, I always like Molly Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give her credit. Well, at that time, she was known as Mona Madness at the time, but um, she was very, very good. A very good technician in the ring. A um, good. Uh, she shaved her head in front of t- on television for everybody. Right. Right. So let's let's give her a lot of credit for that one. She was trained by Dean Malenko and Fint Finley and uh, Dudley Dudley, um, one of the Dudley one of the Dudley boys, I believe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, her title, her title um, run. I'm she, looking for it right now. You come down the championships and you'll see to it that. That's if they respected it and put it down there. Actually, they did put it up there. So if you go up there. There we go, right there. Uh, so she, we only, let's only recognize the. Yeah, she, she is a two-time women's champion and hardcore champion. Right. When, so, at the time when they were running that hardcore 24-hour gimmick. Remember, she had it for a few minutes and got hit with, with, with hit in the head with Christian by a door or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Which was fucking hilarious, but nah, she's definitely one of those women. She um, she's another one. I think if she was in this generation, there would be no Bailey. Right. Like it would be her or Bailey, or you would have to tag her and Bailey up. Yeah. And maybe they should have had Holly, Molly Holly and, and Bailey have that one good match. You know? Yeah. I and mean, respect that would it been, completely. That would have been really good to have to see that. Um, if they were to do it at the pay per view. Now, this one I'm looking at your. You know, I'm even though I'm saying who you have next, I'm looking at the list. Please explain number three to me. Cause I did this person ever wrestle a match? Uh no, but she's been involved in a lot of matches. Right. See, th- this is why this list bothers me a little. Cause I'm sitting here, I had to go look up if she ever she was good for taking her heels off and jumping on the back. Right. She her and Jacqueline had the same job in WCW. Mm-hmm. So you I disagree with this one, but your number she, three is. It's uh Nancy Sullivan, woman. I re- I remember Nancy. I remember her Too from bad just she her. Couldn't handle a headlock. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, was Too early. Too soon. That, that was, was that was very early. Was, After yeah. ten years, you can do it, right? Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, but still, no. It was too early within the setup. <laughs> I didn't even do the setup for the punchline, but <laughs> she. But no, but woman, I disagree. I, I always disagree with man. You put a few managers my, on this my, list. My but. first, my first encounter watching her was, uh, I think it was Mid South Wrestling or like WCW. Um, when she was doing the um, the the uh, what you call it the the little nerdy uh, fan who was in love with Rick Steiner, mm-hmm. and then as uh, Steiner won the television title, it eventually ended up becoming like a big ass setup for uh, him and Kevin Sullivan to go at it, and she mm-hmm. made her transformation from the nerdy little little sweet girl next door. Girl Scout cookie having ass the to the hole in the streets known as woman. And then she went on to not only do things for Sullivan, but she also managed uh, 
the Sandman, led him to several ECW titles, mm-hmm. and then transitioned back to World Championship Wrestling, managing the Horsemen, being involved with all that stuff. She managed Doom to the tag team. Did no, she ever all the way up to the Chris tag team. Benoit? She did manage Chris for, Benoit. For that angle that they had, which right. was actually very real life at the moment because mm-hmm. he took the man's wife. Yeah. She managed stuff. Doom as well, but after she did all that stuff, she went on to doing the thing with the Horsemen, um, the thing with Benoit, then... Now, with you being the rest a person history. that we all would label as a wrestling historian, I would have thought that you would have avoided putting managers on this list. I couldn't help it, man, because I was thinking about like the when you said greatest women of all time. Well, I actually said me, greatest like, women wrestlers of all time. Greatest women wrestlers, okay. But it's just that I just couldn't really think of any others, mm. and I felt like, okay, well... Um, and just as a sidebar, I think that I had thought that, you know, the leader or well, well, the Sunnies and the and, 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 you know, woman would definitely fit in in the mold with that. But then also, you know, I, that's just what I was thinking. Yeah, you know, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, cause I respect you to pull out the li- I mean, you pulled out some heavy hitters here. So but woman, she's undeniable. One of those people who was a part of wrestling business. And it's so, ama- you know. It'd have been dope to see what WWE would have did with her. Oh man, it would. I think so around too. the Sable time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you you would end up getting women in the wrestling ring if she was in WWE with Sable being there and Jacqueline, especially with her and Jacqueline knowing each other. Mm-hmm. And we don't get Jacqueline unless woman goes over with Benoit, right? Because Jackie comes in and she's wearing that leopard suit, jumping in on people's mm-hmm. backs. So we don't get the we don't get Jacqueline's true world exposure, right? Unless Benoit is uh, knocking someone else's wife in between the sheets, pretty much. Dirty ass Canadians. <sighs> um, going, number two, you got down as sensational Sherry Sherry Martel. I can't deny this one. She 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 went now. She did it backwards. She went from wrestler to manager, right? This woman led people to the fucking championship. Yes, she did. And but she, this woman was a champion as well. And very easy to work with. Everybody freaking loved working with her from the mm. Rockers. Even Hogan loved working with her. Like, like just be, being able to be involved in shit with Hogan, she was getting huge paydays just work, being involved in Hogan angles. I like when she says she always wanted to deal with Steve, but Steve, she didn't, Steve didn't like the blonde heads. And Steve was like, I didn't know she liked me. He basically said I would have smashed in a nice way, it seemed like, mm-hmm. if she would have let me know. But I didn't know she had a unit. I didn't know right. she was into me or whatever. I mean, the fact that uh, she's a two-time women's champion. Uh, in which company? In, um... One in the AWA mm-hmm. and one in the WWE. She had the she had a pretty nice run as the women's champion in the WWF right. back back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, while she was still the women's champion or the holder of the women's title, she also managed the honky-tonk man as Peggy Sue. Did during, she? I yeah, didn't know that. She was Peggy Sue during her run with the... Uh, um, with Honky Tonk Man and his uh, Sherry would get Steve barefoot Bowl. on you and get ready to right. get down. Now they, they <laughs> jump off a third rope in a heartbeat. Now on TV, she was Peggy Sue, but in the arenas, it was Jimmy Hart that was Peggy Sue in the arenas. A lot of people don't know that. Just just as a fun fact, there. that's hilarious. I didn't know that myself. You know, but um, and she went on like like we like we said, she went on to not only manage those guys, but. Ted DiBiase. She balanced out Rick, uh, Shawn Michaels' career when it was yeah, looking she, shaky oh, after yeah, that super kick. Yeah, the, the, the super kick was known, gave, but it was still shaky. Right, gave uh, Shawn a super rub. And then she went on to manage uh, Ric Flair in a horse. Uh, manage Ric Flair. And she also managed uh, Harlem, Harlem Heat. Heat. Which, 
Again, so you like didn't six see, of those tag belts. You, know? you didn't see a mix a mix match with her and Harlem Heat. You just knew she was making sure that these boys got what she wanted and exactly. she wanted some gold. Yep. And she definitely has the who's who under her list. And she's the uh, Rick, that's Ric Flair's only female manager. As a matter of fact, yeah. And Ric Flair don't up, need a manager. Up, up, up until that up until that point, she was. Um, she was his manager. You know, yeah. I would have said babe I would have said um the perfect ten baby doll, but she was with yeah, the baby doll belonged to she was Tully Blanchard. Tully, so, you, you know, know that was Tully thing, and then that a, fat man took her away. That's a totally different thing right there. So. He said you brought hard times on my family. I'm gonna put a hard time in your wife. I'm a like <laughs> your girl. Only, he said the only way I'm gonna tip my hat to a lady is if I see one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, classic Dusty promos that's there. That's right, that's right. That's and right. who do you got down? Well, I see who you got down, but tell the people who you got down for number I one. I got Elizabeth down as number one. Right, so I'm not going to argue with this one. Why would you pick her? Well, Other she, than being one of the most iconic women in the business, a professional. She never it. wrestled a day in her life. Right. Did deliver an elbow once or twice. You know. Or received the elbow. Uh, she's she's taking some hits. Yeah, I mean, she, her, got carried away by Hogan. And she, uh, her and Sherry, they had their mix-ups every now and then inside the ring. They did a couple of mixed tags and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, at certain points in there, she's first lady of NWO, and, the and only woman the in the only NWO, only woman in NWO. She managed Randy to uh, his two WWE World Titles, his Intercontinental Championship, and she's been with Macho Man um, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, as his kayfabe wife in real life, she um, she came into the company. And she passed away, unfortunately. Right. While she was in a continued relationship with... Um, Lex Luger. Lex Luger. At the time. Yeah, so, unfortunately, so. with that particular case... Did they put her in the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, no, they did not. They should definitely have all of the women accept the ring for her. Right. And I Based think, off of her. And I think, I think one of the things would have been like... And I'll say this, and this is something about Randy... He wanted family to be involved in everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like if it was gonna be one if one was going in, it should have it would have been the whole family. So I would have thought that as rumors were going around, it was saying to how Well, as his uh, brother was as, truly as, saying. Yeah, his yeah. brother would say, like, listen, if you're gonna put me in, put my father in. And they never did that, did they? They never put his father in the Hall of Fame. He's in a professional wrestling hall of fame. He's, He's in, in the, the WCW. Cauliflower. Yeah. Hall of Fame, the Cauliflower Alley's Club, oh, Hall, Hall of Fame. Elizabeth is in that, but she's not in the WWE's mm. Hall of Fame either, and I think that she it's overdue that she should be in there. Now, who's you got any honorable mentions? Well, uh, one or two if you got them. If you can't think of any, don't worry. One will just happen to be, um, in my honest opinion, I'm going to go along to say um, Sunshine. From uh, world class championship wrestling. Okay, that's fair enough. That's that's her, and then, I, I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. So you saying you had one there, but you wasn't sure. Yeah. You know. All right. So my top ten list, and I want people to know I wrote this down and remember I based this off of five points: charisma, in ring ability, move set and execution, ability to be a heel and face, a heel or face. And audience reaction. Mm-hmm. Not audience reaction, excuse me. I read my own shit wrong. I had it something else under there. Audience retention. Ah, okay. So I based, okay. so again, so I based the, my five points is charisma, in ring ability, move set and execution, ability to be a heel or face, and audience retention. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm basing it off of. I had to write that down to make sure. So I'm going to start with number 10. 
I'm going to say Awesome Kong. All right. She wrestled in Japan. She got a lot of respect from the men in Japan. Mm-hmm. She came over in the TNA. She, I'm not going to say she single-handedly put a lot of shit on the map, but she was a woman that wouldn't look like a world champion at first, but when they got the belt on her, it was respected by everyone. She also smacked up one of Hulk Hogan's people and got in his face. Bubba the Love Sponge. So you got to love that. Fuck ass. Yeah, for some of his racist shit, right? Something uh-huh. like that. And when she came to the WWE, it looked like the spark of the WWE's movement was about to begin because the way they promoted her, yep. everybody was ready for Kong. Mm-hmm. And she ended up getting pregnant and chose to be a mother and a wife or a girlfriend to her man or whatever. I think her husband. Right. I forget the white guy's name. But, you know, and now she's an actor, ironically, on, on the TV show Glow. On and Netflix. Is, and she seems like a natural actor while she's on that show. So you got, yeah. I give that to Awesome Kong because, you know, when she came to the WWE at that moment, it looked, you knew she was going to get a title. Yeah. And you knew that they had no other choice but to build it around her. And Stephanie gave her her respect as a woman and said, you know what, she's a woman. She, had, she, had ch- she gave birth. She wants to be a mother, and I'm not going to take that from no woman. I think she's always had an open door to come back since then. Mm-hmm. So that's my number 10. My number nine is Sarah Del Rey, one of the greatest female wrestlers on the indie scene, okay. was known okay. by everyone. Yes. And yes. she has trained every woman that has come through the WWE Performance Center totally. and trained some of the men. And Sarah Del Rey, she's, I was always a fan of hers, like for three or four years. And I thought she would go into the WWE and literally become a woman's a divas champion and hold the fort down. That's a good choice right there. I didn't think about Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, uh, it, it was just big for me. I always thought I was a big fan of hers. She was one of the first women that you would see on social media posting stuff. Yeah. And you would see she was one of the first women you see her YouTube videos about. And she definitely was just on point. You know, I just wish she would have got to the ring. And when she got signed, I thought she was going to get there. But whatever happened, they gave her the performance. She, she's training. Every woman you see in the WWE right now yeah. has been blessed by the presence of Sarah Del Rey's training and ability. Okay. And just dope. And it had been dope to see a, a, a Hispanic woman really rise to the top of the business. And she can cut a promo and she was just that good. Um, now this one I went back to the 1950s. This is because uh, my father, my grandfather, my grandmother is a giant wrestling fan, and she when I first she heard I was learning how to wrestle, she told me to look this woman up. Okay. So it was hard for me to find wrestling tapes, but this woman can when if you watch any of her matches, it looked like it was a UFC fight, but you could see where Charlotte. Like, if she went to, she can go toe to toe with Charlotte today, and she's definitely one of those women. So, if you want to go back around 54, she was the NWA Women's Champion for 10 years, June Byers. Yeah, June, yeah, June, is, June was yes. incredible. Yeah, that's my number eight. I she heard about looks June. like, yeah. she looks like she's fighting. I own VHS still with her that's sitting in my mom's crib, but I go over there, I need to go grab it and switch it to digital. Definitely one of the best women you ever seen do it, and 40 years ahead of her time. She was also one of uh, Fabulous Moolah's chief rivals. Right, right. And she legitly hold the NWA championship for 10 years straight, mm. a full decade, and had, you know, she's just one of the greatest of all times. And it's something my grandma said, well, my great, my grandmother on, on my father's side said, look at June Byers. And my grandmother, they had to stop her from watching wrestling because she just would get too excited. But she was the woman who would go down to the garden 
okay. and watch wrestling okay. on a regular basis. She said in 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 the sixties and the fifties and the sixties and in the seventies and the eighties. She didn't get into it. Right. Um, my number seven is Jacqueline. Obviously, uh, like you've heard, you guys heard me say on another podcast, and like I just said to uh, Mark. Just one of those women we never got the opportunity to see wrestle with the proper set of women. Yeah. But just was excellent in every way. You never seen her botch too much. She had the tippy toe when she hit that top rope. Mm-hmm. But she did it and she made Sable look good, even though Sable look, look, would look completely bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my number six is China. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, even though China didn't do much wrestling of a woman to, uh, to the end of her career, she. Every woman in the WWE today is inspired by China and wanted to be her. And it was okay for a woman to have muscle and be in shape and be pretty and still be respected. Wasn't a great promo cutter, but had it. She had the charisma. She had everything that you can ask for Mm -hmm. in a woman wrestler. And you would think that there would be more female bodybuilders, not super bodybuild out, but toned, muscular woman in the ring like her uh, today. With the exception of uh, female bodybuilding and uh, what's the uh, CrossFit, right? So, at number five, I'm gonna say Charlotte Flair. Not because she's a Flair, she can really go. Yeah. And Charlotte, whether we real, whether people acknowledge her or not, she's definitely gonna main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Is even if even if it's this year's WrestleMania against Ronda, that's the woman who's gonna main event of WrestleMania. Um, I can't. I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Parts of me go, no, we don't want the woman main eventing, and that's me being a little chauvinistic and pigheadish. But in reality, Charlotte is going to end up main eventing at WrestleMania, and Flair is going to cry. Of course, because you saw how he came out looking like a bag of leather, right? I said they put leather on a stick and brought him down to the ring. <laughs> you know, Flair old when he don't tuck his shirt in. Oh God! I said, look at that piece of leather that's rolling on down to the ring. And it's funny because I believe. Um, the guys from um, uh, Russell Talk were saying like, and there's a piece of leather. Look at that. You know, just, you know look like a hairless cat that you put a wig on. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, at number four, I got Jazz. Okay. One, we talked about her before as being one of the greatest champions. She was on both our lists, women's yep. champions on our top ten list. Also, Jazz, current NWA women's champion, just a bad motherfucker. Yep. And she is one of the only women in the business today that was believable when she held the strap. Yes. You knew the next girl was going to get stretched out or worked out. I would mm-hmm. say she was the woman's version of Hardcore Holly. Yeah. And maybe if you needed to learn a lesson, they the, sent her down to the ring. That was the police woman right there. And, and literally, you know. Yeah, police woman today. Well, right. uh, CO, but still the same. Needless to say, too, that... Uh, um, when this is aired, I don't know if we're pumping this out there on the airwaves, but you know she'll be defending the NWA title um, on the at the NWA anniversary show. When was the NWA anniversary? It's going to be taking place, um, the, you know, the weekend. This I believe this weekend tomorrow. Well, actually, well, you just mixed it up. Technically, it already passed. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> it would have already passed. Yeah. But, anyway, um, she but she would have would have defended the title. I kind of wish you didn't say that because uh, you know we you, was, know. you threw it all out of order just now. Me playing in the universe <laughs> and the timelines and um, playing around with I, the I'm, solar systems. I, I come from. I come from. That's some ultimate warrior shit right there. <laughs> Did you know I came across a video? Not to what you call it. I came across a video where he was training like that rock group. Mm-hmm. And he was yelling and screaming at them. Did you ever see that? It's like, get the... F- oh, oh, you are, I'm not going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like... He, he, yo, he made some 
beautiful he says some beautiful gems in that but to bring it back to the foot woman so jazz is just at my number four right now my list is going to take a complete turn okay when i went to japan i seen these women wrestle when i um got back to the states and before i went into a major company working for in, in television i followed these women's careers um if you was a part of the doghouse all we did was watch stuff from Japan right. after we transitioned out of Arena Puerto Rico and stuff like that. And at number three, I'm going to say Combat Toyota. Okay, I know about Combat Toyota. That's a bad bitch. <laughs> I think her husband owned a company called FMW. Um, that was yeah, that was her husband who was the, one of the owners of FMW. Great female wrestler. She has... One of the best wrestling matches in history. I'm talking about in men and women's wrestling, her and another woman have one of the great, greatest wrestling matches, hands down, and an electrified barbed wire match. And in reality, mm. it was a real wrestling match because they did, they only hit the ropes three times. So everything had to be done in the middle of the ring. Yep. They had charisma. They had the crowd. These women were main event in stadiums throughout Japan, mm-hmm. all over the world. And I just think Combat was one of the best women to ever do it. And if you get a chance, every female wrestler should be watching her. And you'll learn a lot from her style. She was a very, she was a heavy woman. She was a thick woman. But she moved like she was 90 pounds and she knew how to fucking do it. Right. And when you seen that long ass cape come out and that flat top come out, you knew the next person was going to run into a problem. Facts. And number two will be one of her greatest rivals is Jimmy Kuda. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the opposite woman of her in that lex- uh, electrified barbed wire match. This woman will be the first lady of death matches. They was th- just too dope. That was just a dope bitch. She knew what she was doing. One of the one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, again, wrestled like a man, looked like a woman, performed like a queen, and she never missed a step. Never missed a step. So All that's right. just one of the greatest. And my number one, and I want people to understand. This woman came from a federation called AJW, and this I came across a lot of her footage. And me personally, I'm gonna label her the Hulk Hogan of women's wrestling. Okay. Ever, and is I'm gonna say her name wrong. Her last name is Toyota, not Toyota with a D, but Toyota, and the first name is Manamini. Manami. I can Manamami. You guys look it up. Mm-hmm. But it's M A N A M Y M A M A N A M I. This bitch was no fucking joke. Mananami. Mananami. I could never say her okay. name. Mananami. Okay. Mananami okay. Toyota. Yo, this bitch can wrestle. She can perform. She was the woman that they started handing roses to first in the business professional wrestling. She can go at it. And a lot of my wrestling style came from watching her move because I always felt that she moved so graciously that it was amazing. She was big in the 90s. And she just was one of the... Um, one of the my personal opinion, one of the greatest to ever do it. Right. I don't care what nobody say. She was the the greatest to ever do it for the women. And I think a lot of women today, if you guys want to become professional wrestlers and you go to the Al Snow School or you go wherever you're going to go and you're going to learn professional wrestling, look at that woman's matches. Yeah. She is one of the greatest. I'll, pro- I'll put her name up there in the, the note description. Even if you're a dude, watch her matches. It's just one of the best, and she made everybody she got in the ring look good. She could have wrestled. She could have wrestled any man and made them look good. So I know my list got a little weird after number four, 
But to me, this is a woman that I, I bought VHSs I'm, out of, uh, what's that place? Bargain Bazaar, Bargain downtown Bazaar. Brooklyn. I, I got to admit, man, listen, um, I'm impressed with your with your top three out of your ten. Yeah, th- those are the ones I had. To, and, and also, when I seen the death match between Kudo and Toyota, that's one of my favorite matches and wrestling hands. Like I said, it's it's that, then it will go... What's that? Uh, it will go Jake Roberts versus Million Dollar Man WrestleMania six, and then Sean Austin. I mean Brett Austin WrestleMania mm-hmm. thirteen. What's interesting is that this the fact that this match took place, you know, inside of a of a Bob an electrified Bob Wire match. Ring. And what's crazy is is that you know the fact that FMW um, during that time led the charge to basically let their wrestlers do any and everything. That's how I discovered Mike Awesome. And and the fact that they were able to stand out at a time when the established promotions were All Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling at the time, they stood out to do something different um, as far as like FMW is concerned. And they're definitely that's definitely a promotion that you'll never forget about. Ever, ever. They just they just did the they just did the thing, and it was one of the best matches that people could ever look up. These women were no joke, but when I tell you they only hit that ring, they they, it was a pure wrestling match that happened to have. Let me say that clearly. It was a pure wrestling match that happened to have, what you call it? Excuse me, I fucked up. Is there like a little remote right? Can you pass that? It's right over here, brother. I got you. When these women, I just want people to look it up. Just look it up on FMW. You can just put uh, Toyota versus Kudo. One of the greatest matches of all time, but these women wrestled and they used the whole ring. It was a wrestling match, mm-hmm. and it shows you that you, if you're good, you don't need the fucking ropes nope. to wrestle. And the way they played it, and if WWE did a match like this, if you got two master performers, and even if the barbed wire was fake, you can still the fucking show. Like, oh, absolutely. I I'm agree. surprised like Mick Foley and them never made an attempt at stuff like that. But these these two women wrestled a flawless match. And it was each other's greatest feud. And if I'm right, uh, Combat Toyota was retired. That was her retirement match. Yes. So it's just one of those things where you look at and you go, Jesus Christ, this is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's my top 10. I had put the match on the screen really fast. It's, it's awesome. Sure. And, and just just looking at this as we're watching it, the drop toe hold into the transition to the front face lock. Flawless. Was- Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm telling I mean? you. And and even just when there was a sequence where there, she was about to throw her into the uh the barbed wire and the way that she her, her the way that she shift her whole girth and weight. They made the, they the, made the barbed wire worth the price of a mission. Exactly. You, she's doing it again. She just stops. And if when you when you watch this, listen to the crowd. The crowd is it's the beginning of Japanese rest, uh, fans cheering through a whole match. Mm-hmm. And they played that barbed wire so well. And they used real barbed wire yes. at the time. But everything was just based off of everyone worrying and the, and the referee having goggles on. Yep, It's just something you guys got to check out. Yes, It's a pure fucking wrestling match. And it's one of the best. I still have the VHS original box. This is damn good. I'm I'm intrigued by this right about now. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of the it's one of the best 45 minutes you'll ever watch in your fucking life. And look at the fact that she's about to scoop slam this. Scoop she's slam a big woman, and can't get her up. And her finisher moves is it would be banned in the WWE today. Mm-hmm. But I like how she just kept on and chopped her down 
and then slammed it right there in the middle of the, of the match. Yeah, it's just dope. People, when you get a chance. That's smart wrestling right there. Yeah, and there's no ropes. Just always remember, it's electrified, it's barbed wire, and mm-hmm. it's a death match. And, but these two women, they took it there and they did it. So, Mark, I thank you for this episode. Oh, no doubt, man. You know how that goes, yeah, bro. Always, always, even though they can't, if the cameras are rolling, see was giving each other a pound. Uh, for white people, that's two black men handshaking. Yes, each that's, other, that's, each the, other that's a handshake. handshake. Do not call the cops on us. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? Give it a pound of weed or some shit. But anyhow, <gasps> um, I know my list was a little bit different, but this is the stuff that I was really focusing on when I was developing my style and looking at what I wanted to mm-hmm. be like. And for me, I think I was tired of seeing the men. And then when I started seeing the women in Japan wrestle, I said, yo, these bitches are, is kind of flawless. So at one point, all I consumed was women's wrestling mm-hmm. or women's matches that I can find in Japan because that was the only place that existed. Exactly, and like, uh, and I've and I've mentioned me. this numerous times that over in Japan, women's wrestling is held in very high regard. Right, it's and they they, they were not scared to let women main event anything. And in actuality, a little history lesson: the first wrestling promotion. To ever co- to ever exist on a big scale was actually all Japan women's pro wrestling. That was the very first promotion overall to do for, do for women's move a uh, woman movement. Just that and pro wrestling in general, as far as Japan Japanese uh, wrestling goes. Right. See, so leaders of the world at that moment. So they were twenty years ahead before Ricky Dozen started the Japan wrestling promotion. What do you mean? What Japan? Which was the actual major men's promotion, which was Japan right. wrestling. But let's not get it twisted. Japan always had major promotions. Right. But, but this I'm, is the woman that they focused on women at one point. Yeah, the, but I'm saying like overall, women, the, the women's wrestling promotion, the All Japan Women's Promotion, mm-hmm. was actually listed as the Japan's very first professional wrestling organization in the whole con- the whole island of Japan. Even though it didn't like succeed, the very first All Japan Women's. So who was the who was the who was the companies running Japanese wrestling for men then? Um, because was, there's got to be a company that was. But we it, look at the world that we're in. Men had it first always. At that time, when they started to introduce professional wrestling in Japan after World War II, it was the it was JWP Japan Wrestling Promotion, mm-hmm. and that was run by Ricky Dozen. Right, because you know they wouldn't give a woman a spot at that moment. Right, but. All Japan Women's was actually the predecessor towards all of that. So you're telling me All Japan's Women was before and was before everyone. Let's look up the timeline because I don't want no one to say that we are giving them wrong information. All Japan. Well, it says all, that All Japan Pro Wrestling, um, the one ran by Baba, was 1972. But All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. Um, this is 1968. Um, that was their very first car, 1968. But prior to that, there was in uh, a Japanese women's promotion. Yeah, founded June the, 1st, 1968. Right. So let's look up oldest wrestling federation in Japan. Mm-hmm. Let's see that. Oldest wrestling fed in Japan. Let's see. Well, they got a list, but we're looking for the oldest because no matter what, women would never get the, the at the t- at the height of the world. Women would never get the first opportunity. So there's a company that has to sit there. Japan Wrestling Association, 1953 to 73. 
International Wrestling Enterprise, 1967 to 81. So all Japan women's, as far as like majors go, they were before. This is the majors. It says major promotions, yeah. All Japan women's, 1972 to 75. Mm Mm-hmm. So... So technically, it's Japan. It's the it's the JWA that was first. Right, JWA. Right. Yeah, I wanted to make sure because I don't want. And then second will be International Wrestling Enterprise mm-hmm. ran out of Tokyo. IWE, right. And then will be All Japan Woman. Mm-hmm. Then both New, uh, then New Japan, then All Japan. Right, and then Inoki. He's been around for like two hundred years, so right. we don't count him. So the first wrestling federation would be. Japan JWA. Wrestling Associate, right. the, the JWA, Japan Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to question. I just didn't want no one throwing in our face that y'all niggas are stupid. Y'all didn't use the fucking internet. We looking at it right now. We looking Fact at it right, right now. now. Yeah. But but they were the first. But let's, let's give Japan this. They're the first women to get their own fed mm-hmm. before anyone. And we're talking about the fucking 70s. Yep. Why the fabulous Moolah was holding the business up. Word. And that's a fucking fact. Um. Good piece of information. No, who, look at that shit. JP, what, what time did, and they went into 1973. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they belts look like. Uh, pretty pretty unique and old. There they go, right that's there. The, that's the, the <laughs> oh. JWA heavyweight belt held by Ricky Dozen right there. Uh, it looks like a boxing championship. Yeah, yeah. Look, the belts didn't get Grand Legere until fucking Tex- the Texans showed up and put eight plates on a fucking belt 15 <laughs> inches tall and shit like uh-huh. that Absolutely. but um i thank you guys for listening to the show mark I, I, once again always a pleasure i hope you guys enjoyed our list look up the people we're talking yes. about look into the matches that we're talking about we got some more for y'all boy tell yeah you. and the next thing that you guys hear from us is the top worst bitches i mean excuse me top, top worst, worst female women. wrestlers uh-huh. in the game today i'm sorry i'm a i'm a generation xer i do not understand millennial um emotion and feeling sorry for I just say what I need to say in my day uh, a white man called you a nigga and you accepted it but you called him a cracker right back now I gotta write a report if I call someone a faggot or a cracker and apologize to his family and the kids at the school across the street that wasn't even there to hear me say it right. and then shut down my social media but look um, next 10, 10 worst women next don't forget to subscribe to the, this channel mm-hmm. subscribe to our YouTube channel which is Dietrich Davis on demand which we are finally getting up and running there's a couple of pieces of content up there uh, get us to a certain amount of subscribers and you will be one of the people selected to possibly win not possibly to win a Nintendo Switch which Mark probably played with already um, I said I wasn't doing it man I know <laughs> I, the box was open let me stop <laughs> no but um <laughs> Long story short, thank you guys so much. Listen to our other show, The Important Nobodies with myself, Dietrich Davis, Daisha Hicks, and Justin Maloney. And we appreciate your ears and allow us to get you through the day. And let we give we we thank the women for mm-hmm. being able to give us the opportunity to make this type of content. Right. And all the women on this list, we think their contribution to the game, whether they were managers, professional wrestlers, or women who just made sure. Yeah. The dudes got what they need to get done. The kid, because a lot of these, a lot of women help men careers yes. that would not have a career yep. without some without certain women on those lists. So true, so true. The only person that didn't work for was well. Did Jazz ever stand side by side with her husband? With Rodney Mac, uh, once or twice. Once or twice, right? Yeah, when her, when when the two of them were with Teddy Long, they did they did come before together, Teddy Long right. became the SmackDown GM. Right. All right. And that was Mark. his last hill run as a manager. And um, just for the record, 
that was a open box model of the uh, Switch. That was mine. He was playing, but yours would be brand new <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Enjoy your days, and uh, make sure you listen out for our next episode.